Hello and welcome. I'm Joanna Yunak and this is GFN News on GFN.tv. In today's program we'll bring you some reflections on the Global Forum on Nicotine Conference and its impact on the world of tobacco harm reduction. The first Global Forum on Nicotine took place in 2014 in Warsaw. Let's start with a quick reminder from 10 years ago. I'm Paddy Costell, I'm the conference director for this event. Um, I think it's fantastic that we've managed to get so many people in such a short period of time to this city where we're gathered for the first time for this conference at a watershed moment in the whole debate around the science and use of nicotine. I think it's particularly appetite to be having it in Central Europe which is almost on the doorstep of Russia where COPSEX will take place in uh, October this year. Um, it's been extremely pleasing over a short period of time to be able to put together such a comprehensive and, in, and interesting programme. We've had tremendous cooperation from a large number of organisations and people to make this happen. My one regret if, if there is a regret, is that we've not yet engaged with the large international organisations such as WHO and, and also with the public health community and policy makers. Um, my hope is that if and when we do this again, which I think we probably will, that the content of this conference will enable people and encourage people to come along and to join the debate. Rather than sitting on the sidelines and arguing from a distance, let's have the debates and let's have an honest and open approach, as opposed to the tendency at the moment to conduct it by insults on Twitter. And I think that that's one of the things I want to, I want to see an end to. And the other thing I think is most encouraging with this is that we've got 35 vapours from 13 countries, I think it is. And it's been their first opportunity to talk to one another and see exactly what they might have in common. If nothing else, they'll go away from here knowing what they don't agree on. And it would be our aim and our intention to have that number and that proportion of vapours attend the next conference. And I don't know how we'll make that happen, but we'll do it somewhere. Okay, I'm Jerry Stimson. I'm one of the organisers of the conference, the, the first ever conference to focus on nicotine and the scientific, the policy, the regulatory and the consumer issues. It's actually really exciting because we, we all know that there's a big transformation occurring in the way in which people use nicotine. Yeah. Brought to attention over e-cigarettes, but we've known there are other products around, but suddenly we've got the prospect of helping to shift millions of people away from smoking cigarettes to using nicotine in a much safer way. I've seen a lot of debate over the last year or so in Europe. Uh, there's debate now in the US about regulating products. There's the discussions that are going on in the World Health Organization coming up this October. So we're really at the cusp, I think, of seeing a big transformation in the way in which we view nicotine and the way in which nicotine is used. And that can only have great benefits for individual health and for public health. Joining us today are Jerry Stimson and Paddy Costal, the founders of the Global Forum on Nicotine. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Paddy. It's good to have you in the program. Thank you, Joanna. Hi, Joanna. 
we've just looked back at your own comments on the first GFN. What has changed in the interviewing years? Do you still stand by your opinions from 10 years ago? Well, it's just amazing to think, you know, 10 years and it's all gone so quickly. Um, the conference was born on optimism. It was a time when uh, we thought we were on the cusp of a breakthrough that with safer nicotine products, there were the prospects of that millions of premature deaths from smoking could be avoided. And if played right, this could be a huge individual and um, public health success. Uh, I think we still remain um, optimistic, but the last uh, 10 years has seen a lot of ups and downs on the way to uh, tobacco harm reduction and the widespread use of safer nicotine products. I think I'd agree that there's still some cause for optimism because I think the fact that we're still going and that we're going into next year is a, an indication of the appetite that there is for both the events and also for the the, the rapidly developing um, network of tobacco harm reductionists around the world. If I was to look back on the things I said then, which always terrifies me, um, I think the one thing that I'm proudest of is that we've managed to galvanize the energy and enthusiasm of consumers and we've engaged them, we provided a platform for them, and we provided a venue where people can meet and share experiences. And I think that's really important. When you look at, in some places, how difficult it is for people to transition to, to safer products, either by regulation or through cost, I think it's really important that people don't feel as though they're the only ones experiencing this. There's people experiencing it all around the world. I mean, it is not exclusively, for once, it's not exclusively an LMIC problem. You only have to look at Australia to see the, the issues are there for everybody. I think if I was to, see, to, to say what I think is unfortunate is that we still are having difficulty engaging with mainstream public health and to actually have an open and honest debate with tobacco control we'll continue to open to open doors we'll continue to make overtures but really they're the ones now that have to step up to the plate and actually do something uh, uh, that would be my yeah. my my view on what i said last time yeah i i, I totally agree with that i mean to push forward on tobacco harm reduction you've got to get everybody, all the players involved, parliamentarians, consumers, regulators, manufacturers, scientists. And that's really been our mission with the Global Forum on Nicotine. It's an open house. It's actually the only conference in the smoking, tobacco and nicotine space, which welcomes everybody. There's no bans on who can attend or who can speak. We don't believe in cancel culture or no platforming, quite the opposite. The way forward is bringing people together. And we've struggled to do that at the Global Forum because there are some people who don't wish to come, but it remains our, our vision of how we will take this, the, the, this forward globally. And the Global Forum on Nicotine plays a small part in trying to move along, move along the acceptance of tobacco harm reduction. Fast forward 10 years, have you managed to engage the WHO and other international organizations in dialogue about tobacco harm reduction? 
Well, we haven't managed to engage the WHO, but the in it's not just us who've failed in engaging WHO because uh, the World Health Organization continues to be closed off to alternative um, views. Uh, it's a great shame. It's a great loss because the um, the international convention, for example, includes harm reduction, but it's been ignored or neglected, uh, really deliberately ignored by WHO and many of the sort of big institutional players in this field. Um, change will happen. It's difficult to know when. I, I recall going back even more than 10 years to the, when, when HIV uh, was around and when drugs harm reduction first um, uh, came on the, on the agenda and WHO was staunchly opposed to that. So I, I don't know how it will happen, but you know there will continue to be attempts at engaging WHO and eventually WHO has to engage on this matter. It, it can't ignore this forever. I think I think that one of the things that may assist in terms of going forward is if industry actually delivers on its promises to change. I think there's a huge history of mistrust, dishonesty, etc., that people point to with the tobacco industry. And this time round, they're saying they want to change, they want to, they want to produce safer products they want to stop people smoking if that trend and that 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 those actions actually continue i think that will bring pressure to bear from another angle but you know the proof in that is that that they live up to what they've actually promised to do i i think we maintain an open mind and we talk to people we talk to everybody and anybody who's willing to listen and who's willing to at least engage in a, a rational and reasoned debate around the science and the evidence, rather than unfortunately continuing the war of words on Twitter. Um, for how much longer that will take, what that, that will go on with Mr. Musk, I do not know. But I think that what we've done is we've provided an alternative narrative. We've provided an alternative way of looking at things. And I hope that people will slowly begin to engage. I think that the hybrid nature of our events these days, where they're available online, leads to more people actually getting the information because if they're not allowed or or unwilling to actually come to the event itself, they can still get the information and they can still make up a judgment on what is being said. And I think that's one of the strengths that we have. I think the other strength is that we're now trying to push the envelope even further and include other languages in the conference and include translation. Um, and I think that's going to that's going to reach a wider audience. As with publications that we're involved with, we 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 know we recognise the importance of lang- language and culture. And I think that's one of the strengths of GFN, that it responds to those things. And, you know, after being away for two years, largely um, as a result of the pandemic, where we'd virtually been online, apart from one small event that took place in Liverpool, the, the constituency is growing. And it was very gratifying to see 350 people back in Warsaw in June this year. 
and that's getting back up towards the numbers that we were attracting before the pandemic. And I hope that that continues and I hope that that growth continues. It's, um, I mean, in a way, GFN is a microcosm of what should be happening globally. You know, it, it's so exciting and energizing to be in a, in, at a meeting where you've got consumers talking to parliamentarians, talking to regulators, talking to manufacturers, having conversations which just couldn't take place anywhere else and that's uh, that that is our mission that it, it's bringing people together and exposing people to different ideas and developing the arguments developing the debate uh, we did go online expanded our audience but the event in, in warsaw itself is actually something which i think uh, re-energizes people for the the, the 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 months ahead in between each of the, the conferences. It, it's actually just a very exciting, um, uh, it, 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 exciting and and sort of dynamic uh, opportunity to exchange ideas. It's also a lot of fun. Yes, <laughs> and people get to see people they don't see the rest of the year and. You know, for all of the contact you can have through social media and through media like Zoom and Skype, etc., there's no substitute for people being in a room together and getting to know each other. And I think that's one of the strengths that we've built a constituency and we've got the um we've got people coming back year after year. And I think that's one of the that that's an indicator that this thing is is important. And I, you know, and, and long may it continue. And and I think also we, we remain very optimistic about tobacco harm reduction. What's pushing this forward is consumer interest and good products. Um, regulators, parliamentarians, legislators, and you know, might slow this down or might speed this up. Um, but it's not a matter of uh, whether tobacco harm reduction will happen, but it's a matter of when it will, will happen. And there are some, you know, pretty bad in the last 10 years, pretty you know, examples of pretty bad policy, bad regulation in the US, in India, in Australia. But we've also got some stunning examples of how in the right circumstances, smokers are rapidly switching to safer alternatives. The UK, Norway, Sweden, Japan, New Zealand, all examples of where tobacco harm reduction is, is pushing forward. So we were optimistic back in 2014 and we remain optimistic today that tobacco harm reduction will gradually help the majority of the world's smokers to switch away from smoking. Yeah. What is special or unique about this 10th edition of the conference and what can we expect? Uh, I think that is a question you should be asking Jessica, who's the conference director. But I would, as I work closely with her, I'll give a few hints. We will be we'll be publishing on the website and through other media the the, um, the actual program as it develops. But we do want to look at a number of themes. I mean, one of the themes that we want to look at is the exclusion of people from other events and the targeting of some people for their involvement in tobacco harm reduction and actually looking at where that's coming from and how we can actually counter that and you know supporting people who've been going through a very very difficult time we did something on it in the last conference 
when we we looked at the 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 kind of legacy of Senator Joseph R. McCarthy, and I think we want to take that on to to examine it further. We have the possible we have, we have the likelihood that we're going to have some sessions, actually set, whole sessions in Spanish with English translation, just for a change. Um, and to see how that plays, because there's a massive issue in South America, in a lot of countries in South America with the, with tobacco harm reduction. There's the kind of ludicrous situation that you've got in Uruguay, which is going full steam ahead to legalise cannabis, but is outlawing nicotine. And it's a kind of, we, we want to get into that kind of area and start supporting the advocates who are working on the ground there. So we'll be looking at some Spanish sessions and also translation into Spanish for the vast majority of the other sessions. And also looking to expand eastwards into former Soviet republics, Russia itself, um, and, and trying to facilitate that through possibly through translation. And the other area that we really would be keen to engage with, and to, to date we haven't really had a great deal of success, is China. And considering China produces the vast majority of the equipment that is used by vapors, particularly, it's a very important area, and we need to we need to ex, we need to expand into that. Um, we're going to increase the conference by a day, so it's going to be from Wednesday till Saturday, and that's going to give the opportunity to have a lot of workshops. One of the ones that we're we're very keen to have, and it looks as though will take place, is one around modelling which we did once before and was very, very popular. And I think that that's, a, a, that's going to be a, a well-attended a, a well part of the event. Um, we'll have all of the usual features. We've got, and it's, it's really, it's a great pleasure that we've got Roberto Sussman, one of the leading advocates in South America, who will deliver the Michael Russell oration. And I think it's testament to how far consumers have moved and how far advocacy has moved that he is he he is somebody who is well regarded even by the opposition so we're very thrilled to have him come in to do that um i hope the other thing that's going to be special is that we're going to have more closer to 500 people there than 350 and i think we will um and yeah i i at the moment, we're in the process of developing the programme. And as I say, I don't want to tread on other people's toes. But more information and, 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 and an encouragement to people to attend will start in January. OK. And the final question. Will you be there at GFN in June 2023? If, the, okay. if, if I'm still, still drawing breath by then, yes, I will be there. Absolutely, absolutely, Joanna. And in 2033, <laughs> everything permitting. So yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't miss it at all. It's just a great opportunity to hear yeah. the latest science, the latest discussions, and to meet up with all those people who over the last decade have been working globally to push forward on tobacco harm reduction. So yeah, wouldn't miss it for the world. It's going to be a celebration as well as a as as an event. It's going to be an opportunity to reflect. We will have some sessions where we'll reflect on 
the last decade and see where things have moved and how they've moved. Um, but it's, you know, it, it, it's it's basically an opportunity to give people a boost and say, you're still here, you're still doing it, it's working, and you've got to keep doing it. And I think that's the most important message that we can give to anybody there. So come and join us. Warsaw's lovely. It's flat. You don't have to walk up hills. It's got lots, to, lots, lots of attractions. And I think people who haven't been should come and experience it. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Paddy. Thanks, Joanna. Thanks, Joanna. That's all for today. Tune in next time here on GFN TV or on our GFN TV podcast. You can also find transcriptions of each episode on the GFN TV website. Thanks for watching or listening. See you next time.